Hi, I'm Adam Chatterley, and this is the Beauty Business Podcast. It's a podcast for people who run a beauty or wellness business. Basically, if you provide treatments or services for your clients, then it's for you. Now, whether you're a skincare expert, a lash technician, a massage therapist, esthetician, permanent makeup artist, waxing specialist, whatever your area of expertise, if you'd like to have more prospects, more leads and more clients than you can handle, and if you'd like to be making more money whilst having more fun than you think should be legal, well, you're in the right place. So whether you're starting out or you've been in the industry for years, I'm going to be giving you the lowdown on the tools, strategies, techniques, and systems that will help you. Plus, I'll be offering some inspiration and philosophization to ensure you start having more fun. And more importantly, you're making more money in your beauty business as quickly as possible. We're proud to now have over 1 million downloads worldwide and hundreds of five-star ratings and reviews. This is the podcast specifically for independent beauty business owners. So if you want to check out all the episodes, the guides, the downloads, the links and the giveaways, or you want to say hello and maybe ask a question, just head to beautybusinesspodcast.com. Welcome back to the special collaboration between the Beauty Business Podcast and the Beauty Business Secrets Blueprint, which we'll call the Blueprint from now on to simply save us all time. Now, this episode or this chapter, if it were a book, is called How to Grow Your Beauty Business. And I'd like you to imagine the word grow in that title in capital letters for reasons that will become very clear in a moment. Now, if you missed the first episode in the series, then this is the IKEA manual for building your beauty business at every stage of your business. It is the key business bits that you need at each of the stages, starting, growing, scaling, and multiplying, which for clarity, roughly fits with the revenue stages of zero to 3k for starting, three to 8k per month for growing, eight to 20k per month for scaling, and beyond that is the stage that we call multiplying. Because the fact is, what you need in place when you're starting and what you need in place when you're scaling are very, very different things, as are the things that you should be focusing on yourself in each different stage of your business. Now, the blueprint itself tells you exactly what you need in place and what to be focusing on next. And for that reason, I highly advise you go and grab a copy of the blueprint. It's totally free. It's a one-page visual poster that you can put on your wall. And you can go and get it over at beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash blueprint, as that is going to help you visualize everything and put everything that I talk about here in context uh, so that you understand it and you can actually embrace it and use it in your business. Now, this mini series right here, both is designed to walk you through the blueprint, but also expand on it and explain each of those building blocks as to exactly what they are and how to implement them into your business. Now, the outcome is a stable, profitable, successful business uh, as quickly as possible, one that is poised and ready confidently ready to move to that next stage of business should you want to. Now, in the last episode, we covered the key building blocks and the businessy bits that you need in place in the starting stage of your business, which is roughly under or around the 3K month in terms of revenue. Now, I want to be clear, we call it the starting stage because obviously every business when they start has to go through that stage. However, you may have been in business for a while and still be in that starting phase. We simply call it starting because it's tagged by that sort of revenue number. So we don't necessarily mean you just started. We simply mean that you're in that phase where you're under or around the 3K per month mark. Now, frankly, the stuff that we put in the starting phase really are the core building blocks that any business should have in place. And even if you're beyond 3K a month, it's worth checking those out because if you're missing any of them 
and then you put them in place, the chances are that you'll see a really steep increase in the profits from your business or a steep decrease in the amount of time that it actually takes you to run your business. Go back and check out that podcast uh, if you want to check those out. But the next stage in the topic of this episode is the growth phase. Now, this is my favorite stage of business, both to be in and also to work with my clients on. Because the reason for this is that I kind of think of this as it's the first stage of the fun zone in your business. Now, again, very roughly speaking, if you've got all the fundamentals in place that form the starting stage, then you've likely got some sort of dependable, consistent money flowing in each month. This means you're not stressing out about how you're going to pay the bills and feed the kids and keep paying the Netflix subscription. Good times. So now it's about growing, helping more clients, maybe in a bigger or a different way, definitely making more money and the rewards and the opportunities that come with the making of and the getting to keep more money. So let's get into that. Now, if you remember our actors process, a quick recap, that is attract, convert, treatment, review and scale. Now, once again, I do recommend you go and grab a copy of the blueprint. It's a visual reference. It will make everything make more sense. Beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash blueprint if you want to go and grab that. Now, as I explained in the last episode, we actually work through the actors um, acronym backwards. So we start with the review and scale column of our blueprint. Now, in the growth stage of your business, there are actually two building blocks that you need here. And the first is what we call SKIT, which stands for Simple Keep in Touch. This is basically a way for you to communicate with all your clients. Now, this is very specifically a way that you can communicate confidently with all of your clients that you have control over. And for that reason, no, social media doesn't count. Now, this could be a messaging system like WhatsApp or messenger groups, so long as you're pretty sure that the vast majority of your clients are in those groups. However, for 99% of businesses, I am talking about email here. So given that we're talking about emails, this means you need some sort of software with the capability to send out a single email to all of your clients and your prospects at the same time, or a significant segment of your clients and your prospects all in one go. Now, before we move on, let's clarify some of that terminology, shall we? So first of all, a client. Pretty simple. A client is someone that they've had a service for which they have paid with you or they have purchased something from you, again, with money in the past. That makes them a client. Now, a prospect or an engaged lead is people that you've received permission to contact and have shown some sort of interest in what you do. But as yet, they haven't physically given you money for a service or a product or a voucher. So they've not actually had a transactional relationship with you. They've not given you money yet. So they are simply a prospect or an engaged lead. Now, a segment, what I mean by a segment, is simply a, uh, a group of people within your clients and prospects who are categorized in some way to allow you to focus your message to them. So for example, if you run a beauty business that does say waxing and massage and facials, you can somehow categorize your entire group of clients and prospects to being interested or having had a massage or having had a facial or having had a waxing treatment so that you can specifically send out a message to them. So that's a segment. Now, 
Whenever we're talking about emails, please, please, please remember the rules around contacting people here as a business. Now, in Europe, we have GDPR. In other parts of the world, I'm sure there are similar rules and conventions set up. But essentially, if you just want to cover yourself, just ask yourself, did this person give you their email address willingly and knowingly? And are you giving them the option to unsubscribe whenever they want? And are you then honoring their choice to unsubscribe if and when they do by removing them from your email list and no longer sending them emails? Now, these days, some booking systems that you may use have integrated the ability to contact your clients within the software, which is great. However, this usually does mean that we're only talking about clients as the only people who would tend to be in your booking system are clients, i.e. people who have purchased things from you. And that can mean that you're missing out on prospects. Also, I've recently been delving into some of these software systems a little bit more closely with some of my own clients. And what I found is it seems that while they do have some good capability in terms of communicating with your existing clients, um, they are limited in terms of, certainly in terms of segmentation, and also in the flexibility of what you're actually able to send through them. What I mean by this is they're obviously highly geared towards uh, being what I call a transactional type of email. For example, sending out a booking confirmation or an appointment reminder or a follow-up email, that kind of thing, for which you absolutely 100% should be using, and that is the right tool to use for it. But they often force some sort of format on you in terms of the way that they look, meaning you don't really have full control over what's in them and how they look and how you present things, which does limit your possibilities somewhat. So as a skit or a simple keep in touch tool, they lack the flexibility. They possibly lack your leads and your prospects, meaning in this context, they're not quite up to the job. And my preference here, until I'm proven wrong, my preference here, I think will always be some sort of dedicated email marketing software, something like MailChimp, which most people have heard of, or ActiveCampaign, which right now is the system that I actually use for all of my mass email um, requirements. Now, there are hundreds and hundreds of software systems out there, uh, Constant Contact, MailerLite, Klaviyo, all sorts of ones, far too many to mention here. And they all broadly do the same thing. They all have the same purpose, which is to allow you to keep in touch with some or all of your clients, your leads, your prospects, all in one go by simply sending one email to lots and lots of people. Also, they have the ability to allow you to implement some sort of automation capability. So for example, when someone does something that indicates they're interested in what you do, for example, they comment on a post or they sign up to your newsletter or they register on your website or they get so far through the process of booking a treatment. And the software can automatically respond to them without you having to lift a finger. And then it can follow up that initial email with more emails that you write in advance. It sends out on your behalf so that this new contact, this new lead is brought up to speed with what you do very, very quickly. And therefore, the likelihood that they become a client also increases much more quickly. Now, having the tool, be it Active Campaign or MailChimp or whatever, that is just the tool of being able to communicate with people en masse. But the reason we call it a skit in the building block rather than just a software tool is because simply having the software tool isn't enough. Because I imagine at some point, everybody signed up for a MailChimp account or something similar at some point. The question is, are you actually using it? Because you need to be regularly and consistently communicating with your clients and your prospects via your email software. 
And when I say regularly and consistently, I mean like every week, ideally multiple times a week, which a lot of people are going to think that sounds too many. But the very simple reason is here. If you tell more people about what you offer, then more people will buy and the more money you'll make. Can we at least agree on that? The more people who know what you offer out there in the world, the likelihood is more people will buy the more money you'll make. Can we agree on that? So taking this one step further, the more times you tell people who are on your list about what you offer and how they can benefit from it, the more of them will buy and the more money you'll make. And the more things you tell them about that you offer, the more times they'll buy and the more money you'll make. Hopefully you see a pattern forming here. In short, to a degree, the more emails you send out, the more money you will make. Now, email is a massive subject, one that I definitely plan to bring more to you on this year after I've spent the last 18 months really, really, really studying this myself to make sure I get the most out of my email. Everything from how to write emails, what to put in them, how to get people to take action on them, setting up these automations. But for now, one question. Do you have a skit, a simple keep in touch solution? And are you using it? Now, once you hit the growth phase, it might be the time that you start thinking about rowing yourself a team, or maybe you already have a team. But one thing that I do know is that nobody started their beauty business to deal with HR or to manage the ins and outs of payroll. But that's okay because Gusto have made it easy peasy. Now, Gusto, who is the sponsor of this episode, not only has great tasting podcasts, but they offer payroll and loads of other benefits as well, like onboarding and HR all in one place. And they already work with more than 300,000 businesses. Maybe you want federal, state and local payroll taxes to be filed automatically, no matter where your employees work. Or maybe it's time to finally offer that 401k plan to help your employees save for their retirement. And if you're worried about compliance with regulations, three out of four employers say Gusto takes away the headache of being compliant with the government. Now, with Gusto's simple guided software and their user-friendly interface, payroll and HR are no longer exhausting as an activity, one that you want to avoid like the plague. Instead, they're rewarding and fun. Now, if this sounds good to you and you want all this and more without all the nasty hidden fees, then Gusto are so confident that you'll love their software and it will make your life easier that they're giving you the option to try everything in their software for free for an entire three months. Now, this is one fantastic offer right here, one that I urge you, if you have a payroll need, if you have a team, go and check them out. So if you want to take it for a test drive and try it out for three months for free, just go to gusto.com forward slash beauty. That is gusto, G-U-S-T-O dot com forward slash beauty beauty. Now, the other core building block at this stage in the review and scale column is to implement profit first. Now, you may have heard about this as it is a hugely popular book and concept uh, created by a chap called Michael Mikhailovitz. It's called Profit First, and it's beautifully simple in its simplicity. Now, one of the questions I see asked a lot in groups and forums and events Um, usually by a lot of new business owners, but often by longer serving frustrated ones, is that of how long will it take me to make a profit or how long should it take me before I make a profit? Now, my answer on this has always been rather controversial because I believe you should be making a profit in your business from day one of your business. But I've always kind of lacked the ability to explain how that's really possible. And when I discovered profit first, I've kind of gone, well, this is basically the playbook and the process to actually make this happen. So in a nutshell, 
Um, if you think of every penny that comes into your business, it should already be accounted for in advance. So you should know for every pound or dollar or euro that comes in to your business, what portion of that money needs to go where. So for example, a certain portion you need to put aside for taxes. Another portion should be put aside for fixed overheads like rent and water and heating and insurance. Another portion should possibly be put aside for wages. Another portion should be put aside for treatment costs, all of those kind of things. But from day one, a portion of every single penny that comes in should be put aside as profit. In fact, the book makes a strong case for the fact that the first portion put aside should be profit, hence the name. And then it goes on to give you the process and the tools and the tips and everything to make this happen in the real world. Now, this is not something that I teach specifically because the book does such a good job. So go and read the book. And if you need to, there are loads and loads of profit first consultants out there. Something that's really helpful in the UK would be a profit first consultant, because for some reason, the banking system in the UK just seems to be behind the rest of the world in terms of its flexibility. But I honestly believe implementing profit first is going to transform the way that you think about money personally, but also in your business as well, which in turn solves one of the major areas of stress for business owners, which is worrying about money and how to deal with it. But it's only really in the growth phase that you're actually likely to implement the process. I would love it. I would love it if people followed Profit First from the very first day they take their very first paying client. But I accept you've got a million other things going on, not to mention that you're not getting consistent income, nor do you really know what your split of money is at this point. So in my experience, in the starting stage of business, it's just not a priority enough for you to actually make profit first happen. But that is why I do make it a priority. And I insist on this with my clients at the growth stage. Once you've somewhat got consistent money coming in and the headspace and the commitment to actually make it work. But when you do, it will make your life easier and it will make your business instantly more profitable. And that right there is a huge win. Let me tell you, when I implemented Profit First properly in my business, the stresses just kind of went away. I knew where everything was. I knew exactly what was happening in my business at any point. Honestly, game changer will never, ever go back. So simple keep in touch and Profit First make up the review and scale column of the blueprint at the growth level. Now, following along, uh, the next column, the next thing that we deal with is the treatment section of the growth level, which you probably think you've already got nailed because you put in place the client for life strategy in the starting phase, right? Wrong. Because now you need to level up because the chances are you're now much busier in your business seeing clients. Yay! But that means you've got less time for you. Boom. So in order to increase your income without simply working more hours, what you need to do is switch to what we call higher value solutions. Put simply, this means charging more for what you do. But that is easier said than done. Now, I should point out that everything in the growth stage of your business is covered in step by simple step in my program called The Money Method, which is a process I teach in small groups as a coaching program. I run this from time to time to literally walk you through everything in the growth phase to put it in place in your business with you to get you up to that 8K recurring revenue point in your business each month. If you'd like to hear more about that, just drop me an email or a message with the word money in it, and I will send you all the details. But basically, what we need to do here is to take what you already do in terms of your treatments and your services, and then through a process that I call decommoditization, we need to shift your offering 
So I want to be clear here, same treatments, same thing that you do, but we need to shift it to a point where the value proposition to your client and your potential client is so different to that of your competition that it can only be seen as a higher value offering. This can be done in a whole number of ways. My favorite ones are creating a signature solution through some sort of subscription, through some sort of package-based offering, um, using guarantees. But the point being, let's say you're a skin specialist offering hydrofacials. We need to take what you do and make it uncomparable with what any other skin clinic locally is offering in terms of hydrofacials. Similarly, if you're a brow artist, we need to shift how you offer and sell and deliver your services so far away from any other business locally that people can't simply compare what you do with what anyone else offers simply based on price. That way is how you charge premium pricing and charge more for what you do. Now, again, there are several nuanced steps to actually making this happen, but this is the crux of this column in the growth stage. Decommoditize what you do and switch to higher value services. So the first step here, as usual, is to get super clear on your who and your what. Now, we've talked about this before on the podcast, and we'll talk about it again because it is a core, foundational, fundamental piece of what I teach. Now, this is really linked to a process that's kind of known in the wider world, by talking about your ideal client. However, it comes at it from the point of view of who specifically is it that you want as your clients and what precisely is it that you offer them. And here's a big hint. It is not your treatments. It is the result of working with you and your treatments or what's on the other side of those treatments, should we say. Now, in this context, though, there is a third component because not only do we need you to like working with your who, and feel confident that you can help them with what they want to achieve, i.e. the thing that they want. But now we have to factor in the question of, can they pay? Now, this is where we stray into the murky waters of capitalism a little bit more than most beauty business owners are often comfortable with. But just stay with me for a moment. You presumably set up your business for some combination of freedom, challenge, helping people, passion, entrepreneurship, all these different things, all admirable traits. And I'm sure making money was somewhere on that list, but probably not at the very, very top. However, given the choice of everything else remaining the same and you making more money versus everything remaining the same and you making less money, which would you pick? I'm really hoping that you said more money. Otherwise, this is probably not the right podcast for you. So I'm going to plow on assuming that you're happy to get paid more money. Again, everything else remaining equal. Now, it's almost certainly will be the case that some of the people that you like to work with or have worked with previously won't be able to afford your services if you increase your value and therefore what you charge significantly. And that's okay because there will be someone just like you in the starting phase of their business who will be able to help them and will be keen to help them. And that's okay. Just as it's true that there are some people out there whose circumstances are different to your existing clients, meaning that they actually need your services at a higher level. But this means that they can actually afford to pay more, significantly more for that help. Here's a way to think about this. Let's say you're a skincare specialist who's passionate about treating the skin on the outside via treatments, using face yoga and the correct home product usage, but also on the inside via correct natural nutrition, let's say. Right now, when you work with your clients, you're probably performing treatments, you're probably suggesting the products they should use, maybe you're supplying a written checklist for their evening 
routine and suggesting some changes to their diet for the nutrition side of things. Maybe you've got some like meal plans that you give out to your clients. And for all this, at the moment, you're charging your clients, let's say around, I don't know, $2,000, uh, which is about £1,500 spread over the course of a year. Now, that's what you're doing now. But let's say you had someone needing the same help, but this person happened to be the CEO of a major company. They were massively stressed, hugely time pressured, but they had loads of money because they get paid very, very well. So let's say they come to you and they say something like, look, I need your help, uh, but I don't have the time to fit my schedule around your clients. I can literally be pulled into a crucial meeting at any time. So what I need for you is to show up at my house at 9 p.m. in the evening to perform whatever services I need. Uh, Show me specifically what products to use every single night. Physically walk me through the face yoga in real time and correct me when I'm doing things wrong. Shop for the healthy ingredients I need to cook with. Cook my evening meal for me and then prepare me a healthy breakfast that I can grab straight out of the fridge when I rush out to work in the morning. Now, this is essentially the same thing as you're doing right now, just in a massively different way. Do you think you'd be able to charge more, a lot more for this service compared to what you're doing right now? And while this extreme example would be a lot more time intensive for you, would you need as many clients if you were able to offer it? In this case, would you need any more clients? So while we're talking about it, let's just say this happened to you. What would you charge for this? But yeah, this is right at the other end of the spectrum and unlikely to happen to everyone. But the point is, what is something that's in between? How can you help people with what you do at a higher level with a better offer and for a lot more money? Because that is switching to high value services right there. And I truly believe no matter what type of beauty business you have, whether it be skincare focused, massage, brows, lashes, waxing, laser hair removal, permanent makeup, there is a higher version of what you're doing right now for your clients, a way for you to focus on the outcome that your clients really want, and then deliver that in a bigger, faster, easier, less painful, more convenient way, all of which increases your value, and all of which can command a much higher price for what you already do. Now, that right there, like I said, that is the crux, the nub, the raison d'etre of my process that we like to call the money method. Um, The in-joke here being that you think you need more clients right now if you're here around this 3K a month mark in order to grow. However, what you really want, the outcome that you really desire is more money. And while you may indeed want to help more people and therefore take on more clients, if I can deliver you more money without needing you to work more, without needing to see 40 clients a week rather than 20 clients a week, you'd be happy to stick with the same number of clients and make more money, right? Cool. Okay. So that's what we do inside the money method. And like I said, this is where I enjoy working most with people because it's the most fun, because it's the point where you go from, yes, I'm finally making some money to, dang, I have got a profit generating business right here. Now, if you want my help with this, like I said, just drop me a message, a DM, an email, or a carrier pigeon with the word money stamped on it, and I will tell you more about this. Hey, I'll tell you what, I'll even put a clickable link in the episode description right there in your podcast app to start a conversation with me, and we can just have a chat about it, and I'll tell you anything else you need. Now, the growth stage is a big one. I'd say it's the most important one for businesses because the point where you go from I'm making a bit of money to I've got a serious business here. So I'm going to leave this episode here and pick up the next chapter of the podcast with the key pieces you need in place at this stage to attract and convert the right clients to see the value in your decommoditized offering with the money to spend on your high value services so that you can implement profit first and make even more money. This really is the attract convert piece here is a mission critical piece, which is why I think it deserves its own focused episode. Now, as always, 
If you have any questions, please, please email me, message me, do something. Don't sit there struggling in your business when the answer might be just one question away. Now, since I'm sharing this information, which I kid you not, is the result of 20 years of helping businesses in the spa, clinic and salon world to start and get profitable quickly, would you do me a huge favor? Please, if you have found any value in this episode at all, and if you're still listening at this point, I'm going to suggest heavily that you have, then please share this episode with someone else. If you don't know how, then grab the device you're listening on, open the podcast app that you found this podcast in, um, or on the Beauty Business Podcast website if you're listening there. There will be a menu option or three dots or just a share arrow. Click around a bit until you find something that says share and then send it to someone. Do it now. Go on. What's the worst that could happen? Now, when you do, you'll uh, have my heartfelt thanks and maybe, just maybe, you can help out another business owner and change their lives in the bargain. Thank you for listening. I'll see you in part two of how to grow your beauty business. You've been listening to the Beauty Business Podcast. My name is Adam Chatterley. And if you've enjoyed this show today, then you must make sure you don't miss another episode. Just click subscribe in whatever podcast application you are listening to this on to be notified when a new episode is released. And if you'd like even more help starting, growing or scaling up your beauty business, then just go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash help. And there are a number of resources right there to entertain, enlighten and assist you in your business journey, no matter what stage you're at. 